71 of the Brothers of Discussion. Coming to you uh, live, actually, from... Not live, uh, but I'm coming li- to you it's, from San Diego. It's live at the I'm time. I'm coming live. Yeah. I, I'm recording it live. <laughs> when I record it, it's live. I've got, I'm in a hotel room in San Diego, so I've got a mirror right in front of me, and my wife is in the mirror, and she's laughing at the dumb things I'm saying already. Uh, um, I'm at... Uh, the social media marketing world conference trying to meet some new folks to help uh build up the brothers of discussion a little bit wow Uh, and uh i'm also uh without my regular recording tools so we're gonna see how how all of this goes and i'm realizing right now mike if you want to hear some crystal clear hd opinions i am uh broadcasting from the third floor of the prestigious Regal Towers in the uh, tech district of Southfield, Michigan. Matt, always a pleasure. Very excited to hear that you are in a completely different time zone. We've never done this before. This is the WrestleMania 2 of Brothers of Discussion podcasts. Um, I think that we should record in different states. And then you should edit it in a in a third party state to really bring together that WrestleMania two feel. Matt, very excited to be here this week. I know you have um, some strong feelings about this Kofi Kingston uh, story, but as usual with the brothers of discussion, we want to jump into NXT. Before we do, Matt, where can the fine folks find us on that place called the internet? Well. Like I said last week, we have BODpodcast.com and BrothersofDiscussion.com. Still, <laughs> still, waiting on, uh, still waiting on our old buddy to, to come back at us and let us know how that's going with him finding a name for his own podcast. But again, that's BODpodcast.com and BrothersofDiscussion.com. Uh, and some new social media we're hoping that everybody's going to participate in, at least uh, folks over on Facebook. Uh, what we have is our Facebook group. And that's because we want you to start posting to us. We 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 post a lot. We want we you to do the work. It's it's we very one sided. You're still going to see the same posts from us, but we're also trying to move our business page to being more of a business page. And right now, it's not much of a business page. So we're going to do that because we have some products coming, and that's we, Listen, we don't want to bombard you with just the We product. are exhausted. We're tired of this WWE schedule. We want those cushy WCW Thursday Night Thunder schedules where we work one day a week. Um, and that's where you come yeah. in. Please uh, pepper us with questions. Um, you know, give us some, some softball questions here that we can answer on the show, and we'll make you famous, kid. Um... <laughs> You know, you can you can be in our the Brothers of Discussion entourage. Uh, send us some money. Uh, we'll find a shirt or a hat with our logo on it, and it'll come to your face, not on your face, but to your face. And Matt, I think that's enough self promoting. This is usually the part of a podcast I personally skip. And you know, like I said, we don't want to dive right into Kofi. Um, it's going to be probably a 
large chunk of this show, but we like to start with the tidbits. Yeah. Matt, uh, if you want to pluck a tidbit, I know you like plucking tidbits. Uh, I've plucked a few tidbits myself. Matt, which tidbit do you want to do you want to pluck off the old tidbit tree, if you will? Well, I, I want to go to one that I tweeted about uh, earlier this week at BOD Podcast was uh, Bully Ray or or Bubba Ray, however you you choose to define him. I was calling Stevie Ray. Uh, yeah, well, wait, now you're Oh, that's the new me. tag team inductee. Okay, that's confusing. All right, Matt Bully Ray, yep. what, uh, what, he what thinks, genius came uh, out of his to, mouth this week? What what genius thoughts did he the, have for us? The first ever all-female main event at WrestleMania. To make it better, Mike, Bully Ray suggests we add Ric Flair. Yeah, oh. do, you want, do you want to guess first? Oh, 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 well, it's the first ever time that we're going to have women main event WrestleMania. How do we make that better? Um, gosh, I don't know. This is the first time. I mean, I, I would do a very, you know, very serious. Maybe he meant, I bet his suggestion was to make it even more serious. You know, with like Michael Buffer yeah. coming in, giving it a real big right. fight feel. Is Is that what he suggested? Definitely, yeah. Oh, yeah. But on top of that, okay. after Michael okay. uh, Michael Buffer's done announcing uh, the ladies coming to the ring, uh, he's going to announce their their men that take care of them and ensure that their their lives are nice and easy and simple because because those men they work so gosh darn hard, you know, for the women and and give oh, them boy. these opportunities. So here's here's Bully Ray's suggestion, and, and we're being sarcastic, folks. Before. This gets recorded and put out there to say, uh, the brothers in discussion are super sexist. No, this is Polar Ray's suggestion. He thinks Ric Flair, Mr. Rousey, and uh, Conor McGregor, I don't know where the <laughs> hell that's coming from, uh, should what? come out and be the managers <laughs> for for uh, Charlotte Flair. Obviously, Mr. Rousey's going to be paired up with Miss Rousey. And uh, Conor McGregor with becky lynch because uh, oh i don't know they're both irish i guess um and then he of course followed that up by book it um uh, mike this guy gets paid to to do this and and ruffle feathers so i'm not looking i'm not going too deep into this he might just be looking for this so that will tell people to you know look at his twitter account and tell him how silly he is and and really any publicity is good publicity at this point but uh, you know, goddamn, you know, that is the, such a You know, a this really cheeses idea. me off. This really cheeses yeah. me off. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna Just tweet at Bully Ray. I'm gonna follow Bully Ray, and then I'm gonna get serious radio, and I'm gonna call in that show, and then I'm gonna buy a T-shirt and burn it. <laughs> They're gonna feel that pain. <laughs> they're gonna feel it all right i mean i know they're gonna get follows and clicks and you know my money but they're gonna know when they hear my angry opinion that they made a mistake so jokes on them i think they're fucked um yeah well, uh this, i feel like i've done a pretty good job here's learning, what i post like, to you I, yeah. I i think we're leaning the same way but it's it's basically one of three things like well, it's almost like id ego, super ego. Uh, is this a, a sexist idea? A realistic, like he's kind of being pragmatic and this is going to get more eyeballs on the show? Or is this just uh, click-baitic, if you will, 
Um, where he's just trying to get people to interact and then angrily tweet at his show. Well, the timing of his tweet and his uh, opinion on how great it was to see Rhonda get um, kind of wrangled in by her husband, I think he actually thinks this is a great idea. And I think he just thought of an idea and didn't stop to think, yeah. you know, like he... He basically did the Jurassic Park and wanted to know, you know, his brain was like, let's do it. And he never stopped and thought like, wait, why would this, why would this not work? Um, and uh, I, I, that's where I, my head's at. And, and Bully Ray went on to defend it. And of course, he's not linking out to uh, his, his silly radio show on uh, Sirius XM that I should stop saying that. But... <laughs> Um, I guess we're doing, we're doing a better job right now than he did, but, uh, because, you know, that's, that's one of my points. If I had to build a case for why I think, uh, Bully Bubba Ray, uh, is actually serious about this, that's gotta be it, where this isn't, you know, a PR thing where he's getting people to go to the site. He's just, he's got followers that don't give a crap about his radio show, and, and that's, yeah, that that's the sad part. I I think he actually thinks this is a good a good plan. Has hasn't thought about what it actually means. It's kind of just thinking from like a booking perspective and how do you get more people in the seats, but he's also not taking into consideration that selling out WrestleMania is not an issue. So it's yeah. okay, let, well, let's we, we're just basically doing conjecture about what the hell Bully Ray was thinking. Um, this is a awful idea. I think we're both uh, in agreement there. Yeah, it's we gonna, agree on it, that. If you did that, it would look a lot like that 2000 WrestleMania uh, main event where Big Show, Triple H, The Rock, and Mankind each had a different member of the McMahon family in their corner, and it was just a cluster of... You know, people bumping into each other, and the weird Linda McMahon catatonic state where she woke up to kick her husband in the nuts. Um, you know, this this should not happen. It's distracting from what should be an amazing first time, uh, and definitely not last time moment where, you know, the be- you know arguably the biggest main event storyline is going to close the show with Ronda Rousey, the man Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. I I think I think Bully was just kind of you know trying to get some reactions out of people. It worked. We're talking about it. Um, the only problem is it's not as far fetched as it should be because of the way WWE thinks. Um, if they yeah, could let's... find a way to get more UFC fighters out there, um, you know they they would probably do that. I just I I hope they don't. I hope they don't. I don't think they will. I don't think there's enough time to get that storyline going, especially because it would be confusing with Ric Flair being out there since he's involved in the Batista angle. So I I can't believe he'd be part of two angles at WrestleMania. I can't I can't do it. Yeah. Matt I I, I mean I agree. I, the next next item here, Blake, you said you were exercising today and you had an opportunity to watch main event. Mike, what's going on on main That's, event? That's how much time I had in my hands. <laughs> I didn't watch a main event is a terrible television program. It's it's about forty minutes of recap and then there's one wrestling match. Um, I turned it on because EC three was on. Um, he was doing battle with Apollo Cruz, 
and yeah. uh, they're in Apollo Cruz's hometown, so he got the hero's welcome. Uh, it just, I guess, if EC3 is on that show, that's that's kind of purgatory for wrestlers. I mean, previous weeks you'd see like Tyler Breeze on there, um, AOP, who were tag champions, and then they lost the belts, and now they're just gone off the planet. Um, yeah. You know, the B team is on there. They were tag team champions. Now they're just off the planet. Um, <laughs> yeah. I guess <laughs> the one thing I'd want to bring up to you, Matt, on this show, EC3, it seems like he's already been forgotten. Um, you know, we're going to sash into NXT here in a moment. Is EC3 the forgotten son well, of Monday Night Raw? Um, there's a lot of clickbait articles about... But- you know he's he's in the doghouse with Vince McMahon. Um, I haven't clicked on him because they're baseless and none of those people are in the back. Um, yeah. And I could still buy an EC3 T-shirt, so it's it's not as bleak as you know it could be. It's WrestleMania season. He doesn't quite have a match yet. We saw this happen to Samoa Joe, you know, a year or so ago, and now Samoa Joe's getting A plus storylines. So Matt, is this, in your opinion? Just uh, just kind of bad timing as far as a call-up goes because we've got so many moving pieces around WrestleMania? Or do you think there's some sort of merit to EC3's position in the WWE hierarchy? Oh, this is... I mean, I hate to agree with you because it's not, it's not good podcasting, but, I mean, I also don't want to sound like a moron like your, like the clickbait, clickbait articles you saw. Um, you, you can't fit everybody into a WrestleMania main event. Uh, so that's, that's the long and short of it. Uh, it looks like we're going to have our longest WrestleMania ever this year. So you kind of do start to question some of the decisions that are going on and we'll get into, you know, we'll get into more of those as we, as we move along. And I think everybody already knows what I'm talking about, Kurt Angle and, uh, Corbin. Uh, but this, this isn't an issue for EC3 that he needs to worry about. He's, he's been in the company, you know, for for less than half a year uh or he's been on the main roster so uh, it, it's fine he did he had a great stint in nxt he got the entire crowd behind him i think he's got the you know he's got the chops to move up and and if there's any thought that vince doesn't like him he, he fits everything that we've always thought vince liked and he and he's great on the mic so i i just i i don't see it as a problem and we we have to be patient i i think the clickbaity um, aspect of this is is perfect because here again, as we mentioned with Bully Ray, we're talking about it, and that's that's really what they want. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good point too. A lot of these Twitter posts now are starting to, if you read the tea leaves, they're kind of measured. So I know he's you know posting tweets about you know you know catering was great this week or, you know check out yeah you know. Check out, you know, main event if you, you know, want to, you know, see me actually do something. Um, it's, it's, it's something that, like, the, you know, it says a, a WWE, it's got its name basically attached to it. So it's, you know, it's just like with those Ronda Rousey tweets. It does look like she went a little off the rails, and I'm referring to her, you know, calling out Becky Lynch's finisher for being fake and using that F word fake. Um it's it's all generated to you know keep you interested um yeah so i'm not i'm not too worried about ec3 i think after wrestlemania season we can kind of reboot and you know give these nxt call-ups a little more stage time so i'm 
I'm not too concerned about him. We got we got a lot going on. Um, just a couple other quick notes as far as like the the more minor shows go. Um, Buddy Murphy does have an opponent for WrestleMania. He's going to fight Tony Nese. Uh, basically, the roulette of challengers continues. Um, the Buddy Murphy story was so good because of that Australian event. Um, and Buddy being Australian, you know, his, his buildup to become champion, it was a real crowd reaction, and they've just kind of rid, like, rode that momentum. Um, so nobody's had an issue with him holding the strap. It's just we haven't quite had a dance partner that makes you want to jump out of your seat, uh, storyline-wise. Um, we've had great in, in-ring battles. I don't think anyone can argue that since Buddy's been champ. Uh, hopefully Tony Nese can, uh... You know, get the creative juices flowing. We can get a real storyline for these guys uh, leading up. Um, last little tidbit here, because we don't want to, you know, uh, drag too long on these, is this weird new Mojo Raleigh. Segment to long bits. Huh? Long bits? Uh, Mojo Raleigh has a new gimmick where he yeah. uh, reflects on his reflections um, with a new feelings video log. Uh, Matt? Yeah. Hot, hot tag... Uh, should we be calling someone? Is is Mojo okay? <laughs> well, I mean, it's entertaining for me, so <laughs> there's, there's that. Hey, mission that accomplished. All right, Matt, let's yeah, jump right I, into I, NXT then. A... Uh, you don't want to give too much time to Mojo <laughs> since WWE isn't. Uh, <laughs> did you no, have a thought on God, that? Yeah. I, <laughs> since, it was, since it was your topic, I didn't want to blow it off, but <laughs> I'm glad to move on to NXT. So, Triple H announces what's going on with the NXT Championship. Um, Super sad, because we were going to get what we predicted last year, uh, last summer, where we predicted Gargano making some changes and eventually coming around to work with Champa. Even an injury, uh, you know, in the fall kind of held us back a little bit, but we we still, you know, got to to the the late winter months, and, and damn it all to hell, Champa's neck injury, as they explained on NXT today, on today's episode, or I should say March 20th, uh, that episode, uh, what they explained was this was a, an ongoing, lengthy injury that just became too much to handle. And, and, and that's, that's a whole nother box to, to open up and, and ask questions about that. Like, if he's about to have the match of his career the end to the feud of all feuds how bad was his neck that he's been fighting with a bad neck for a long time is what the doctor said on yep. nxt which is not something you'd think now we just kept setting him out there that's fine uh but yeah he did need surgery but that's uh, fine <laughs> but then right this isn't this isn't the so strenuous bad. main event um uh you know calendar that he's looking at um so yeah, kind of, kind of two things to think about. He's you know been doing the NXT schedule, um, mm-hmm. which should be a little lighter. So I, I guess I'm kind of looking at the other side of the coin. But you're absolutely right with WrestleMania weekend right around the corner. If you know if you think about Daniel Bryan before he gave that that longer absence uh, both times when he won that Intercontinental belt um, uh, at WrestleMania 31 at 30 when he beat uh, all of Evolution. Um, you know, after that, he had long, a long hiatus where he was nursing injury. This is so rough that Champa just had to say, "I, I can't, I can't do this. Um, I might die." 
Um, and it definitely sounded right, like the yeah. doctor was referencing that as well. Uh, basically, you know, one or two moves and he, you know, could have been paralyzed. So kind of scary stuff. Yeah, um, not... But at least sort with of that... confusing as to why they they edit that show and they still made sure they fit that in there. Yeah, if uh, Champa didn't tell us, uh, he'd be dead right now. So, yeah, good <laughs> good job, Champa. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, he WWE, needed a... probably. The doctor is saying he got Go a, a, verte- a vertebrae transplant. My God, I didn't even know he could do that. Um, yeah, we, we can get new the... new vertebrae. I'm gonna have to go back to episode seventy. We're gonna have to. The, we're gonna have to talk to your your is... doctor wife um, and get the details on that. Um, Do you remember the, the surgery is... that we talked about Pardon? last week? Which injury? Do you remember the surgery we talked about last week? The cervical fusion. Mm. Are you there, Mike? Yeah. There you are. I dropped the headset. So my confused uh, setup today in San Diego is I have one ear is connected to our Skype phone call, and then I have another ear, which is actually my microphone, <laughs> connected to my, my, my phone. Uh, so I dropped the one that was talking to you. So I don't, I'm not sure what you said there for a second. But cervical oh, okay. fusion is the, the uh, surgery we're going with. Um uh, Again, that was just that, that's just me asking my wife what we talked about. That's not her saying what it was. So nobody, you know, take that with just okay. This is what we read. This isn't her saying he definitely had this surgery. That's just we're just going by memory there. But um, you know what? I, I think you know we all know the story now. It's sad, and uh, at least like to fix it, they're kind of going above and beyond. I don't know if you you'd agree with that, but you said you were jumping out of your seat and screaming uh, as the replacement number one contenders match uh, took place uh, on the same episode of NXT, featuring Matt Riddle, Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, Ricochet, and Alistair Black. Yes. Five way is that what you call that? A, a fatal five way. Yep. Uh, first to pin. Gets the uh, two out of three falls. Gets match. the win. Oh. And and you know what? I'll, I'll give him credit, too. To make it a two out of three falls match, pretty smart, considering uh, we've got, like, nothing going for this match, right? We don't have a lot of time. We're not going to be able to add a lot of juice. But now we know that match is going to be insane. Yeah. Um, Anywho, uh, for, for let's this, talk uh, about the match. For sure. For this uh, fatal five-way, my God. Um, it opens up with the crowd just going, all these guys, all these guys, all these guys. Um, I think collectively we own t-shirts for all of those guys. Um. Multiple. I th- yeah. Yeah, we just don't have a Matt Riddle shirt. Uh, you know, I don't really need a bro shirt in my life. I'm good with that. I'm fine. But, you know, after this <laughs> match, I don't want a bro shirt, but I might get some bro flip-flops. Um, I'm going to be honest, Matt. I, you know... I know what to expect out of the Dream, out of Alistair, out of Ricochet, out of Adam Cole, Bebe. But Matt Riddle, I, you know, we talked about it in, in weeks prior where, um, kind of like the War Raiders, he was kind of in that in that uh, bubble for us where we wanted to see something that got yeah. him over. And for me, this was oh, well, I was this on board was, with this, the War this was his that, coming that was out party. You. Did I just call him War yeah. Raiders? Wait, yeah, yeah, that's, that's their I'm name. I'm saying you were. That that was just you, not me. 
No, that was collectively. All of us. Uh, the NXT universe. I'm, I'm speaking for everyone. Uh, oh, no, so, no. That, that was still just you. You're welcome, you. everyone. <laughs> it's still just you, Mike. Uh, <laughs> so Matt Riddle, you know, I get it. He's he's cocky. He says, bro. Kind of like, uh, I don't know. Um, a bit like a, like a cat, I guess. Kind of a lazy cat. Just kind of... You know, if, if yeah. that's a fair assessment. Um, I like but that. he had some incredible feats of strength. Uh, these deadlift, release, I, I don't want to call him a German suplex. Bodies were flying over his head, but it wasn't in the traditional, you know, Kurt Angle or Brock Lesnar German suplex position. Um, and he, I think he turned two or three Elster Black maneuvers into bro missions. So Black, who's usually, you know, one of the better technicians, uh, one of the better strikers, uh, it, it was to no avail when he was fighting Matt Riddle. And Matt Riddle's transitions into his submission were just, mwah, just like smooth as an eel. He was just just wrapped around poor Alistair, like with his, his barefooted tentacles. Um, but uh, all five guys got a moment to shine. This, for me, though, this was important. Even though Matt Riddle didn't get the win... Now I'm excited to see what he does at TakeOver. It's likely going to be against the Velveteen Dream. Hasn't been decided yet. Uh, but if that's the case, it's, that's going to be another strong match. Uh, Matt, first first, uh, first thoughts here, initial thoughts. What stood out for you in this, this massive match? Well, what stinks is uh, when we talked about... I, I read through the... Um... The spoilers for this match I, I i knew what the ending was going to be so that that definitely killed it for me and i highly recommend never reading the spoilers but uh wanted to stay informed for the folks for the good folks at home listening to brothers of discussion and uh i paid for it uh not happy about that but <laughs> i told you um <laughs> no i i yeah i could not argue with that um now for me, it's it's always uh, it's it's always Adam Cole. It always comes back to that. I I, I just the scary part um, is I, I guess scary is a bad word, but I I really thought that this was going to lead into not that the main roster needs more folks, but I really thought this was leading to the undisputed era moving on up, only because it seemed like they couldn't win a match. And now Adam Cole is right back in the thick of it uh, because he did win the match. There, I said it. I'm, I'm, now that I think about it, I don't think we said it yet. But yeah, Adam Cole is is going to be facing Johnny Gargano at NXT TakeOver New York uh, in a two out of three falls match for the NXT Championship. Um, end of that match, like you said, everybody got an opportunity. I still love what they did, you know, like instantly. And this is how great Adam Cole has been, but instantly, like he's believable in this match. There, there really wasn't any chance that we, you know, we would need more. Like we, we right. we're on board. We like Adam Cole. He could do whatever. But um, you know, I do think it's a great pick because you know, I, I, I think it's pretty fair to say when you look around, all five of those guys in the ring, they all have something else going on already, and two of them. Alistair and Ricochet have a shit ton going on on SmackDown, Raw, and NXT. So, I mean, there was just no chance they were going to win. And then you look at Velveteen and um, Riddle, and they've been feuding for weeks now. 
So for them to just say, well, we'll take the North American champion, we'll throw him in this match, or, you know, or the number one contender for that title and throw him in the NXT championship match, it's just, just, it just wasn't going to happen. Uh, so Adam Cole fits in perfectly, but like I said, uh, for me, when we look back at what the Undisputed Era has done so far this year, uh, claiming this to be the year for Undisputed Era, and they just could not get a win, which I, I think is fantastic storytelling, that they came in just saying, we're going to hold all four belts, then everybody's tweeting about, oh my god, they're going to hold NXT Championship gold, North American Championship, tag team titles, and now, you know, they had none of it. They, they, were, they were very far. And you throw Adam Cole into a five-guy match, which, you know, go back, look at his career, uh, winning the North American Championship the first time. He's yep. a character that takes advantage of opportunities, and uh, he finally got the right one. And, and, and uh, you know, it's a funny way to book a guy that we all love so much is that he can't win a singles match, but he'll he'll win the five-guy <laughs> and the triple threats and the what have you. But, yeah. um uh, you know, it works. It, it works in so many different ways. But I just wonder how how much they just changed what their plans were uh, going forward, or is this just Johnny Gargano's to win, and we're gonna wait it out for Champa to come back? Uh, I think that writing's on the wall. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if uh, Undisputed Era's got. Uh you know, much longer in NXT. I know we can't call up everybody, uh, but, you know, if Cole loses a takeover, I, I don't know what the group's going to do. Like, just kind of, uh, you know, hash it out in the locker room and be like, okay, okay, I know we said we're going to hold all the gold and we got none of the gold and we lost a bunch of matches to even get to this point, but now, now <laughs> it's really, really serious, okay? Now it's our year starting... Hmm, not okay we lost again okay this is our year starting now okay not okay roderick strong lost okay all right next week we got this you know it's i don't know how long i, I couldn't keep that joke going so i don't know how much longer we can keep up this <laughs> this ankle of undisputed era um you know just yeah. claiming how great they are and then they just keep coming in second or third um and i expect cole to lose a takeover um it's it's probably a better storyline to have gargano as the champion has he ever had a run with the belt i know he got swept by andrade did he briefly have it against champa he beat champa but he has not held the uh the nxt championship, NXT championship. okay yeah I, uh, I think storyline wise that one makes the most sense um and then what'll be interesting is if they kind of turn things around a little bit because uh, you know, storyline-wise, Gargano injured Champa to get it to this point. If Champa comes back and is somehow, some way, the babyface, it'll just be interesting because I creatively, I I trust whatever they do with that storyline. Um, yeah, the only thing that come out of this is the likelihood of Adam Cole actually being champion, and whether or not you know those implications. Uh, you know, either or uh, for or against, if that means all of Undisputed Era gets called up, or we just let them run the show after WrestleMania. So, I don't know. We don't want to yeah, don't, don't want to put too much conjecture into it. But uh, this was just an A plus, you know, fun twenty-ish uh, minute match um, that any fan of wrestling should check out. Um, 
And uh, if you're like me, and, uh, you know, Matt Riddle still... You didn't dislike him, but you just weren't sure what to like. This match should get him over for you. So bravo to Mr. Riddle. Uh, Matt with a bravo to Mr. Adam Cole. And uh, don't want to forget that Kona Reeves did get to say his catchphrase this week. So. Oh, yeah. Good call. Sorry. When, it, uh, it was, in our, it was in our show notes. It was in our show notes yeah. for, for me not to bring up Kona Reeves. So, of course, I had to do it. Uh, Matt, can you tell us what the A-plus Forgotten Sons promo was this week? Oh, uh, I, I wanted to touch on it as quickly as we talked about Kona Reeves. <laughs> you wanted, did you forget? Matt. <laughs> um, that was what? a Forgotten Sons horn. I don't know. But go, go oh. ahead. <laughs> when you forget the Forgotten Sons. Matt, hot tag. What are their names? Yeah, don't look at Chi Chi. Don't look at the Chi Chi. They're just... They're, they're, they're coming off... Um, I don't know. Not super great. I'm, I'm going to say that Jackson Riker and Wesley Blake don't have those, vo- you know, they don't have a Drew McIntyre voice. And we've talked about this for weeks now, uh, if not months, if not since the show started about uh, like sometimes it's just a guy's voice is going to, to keep him down. Um, like Steve Cutler's got to do know- every goddamn promo for this group. Uh, yeah. It's just... They're not intimidating. But then when those two are waffling back and forth saying, like, think about how they're burying themselves in <laughs> uh, their exact words. And, of course, the Forgotten Sons, that's their their whole gimmick is just they, they're the guys that had nobody to attach themselves to, no feuds, so they became a group, right? right. Um, they're hoping that Ricochet and Aleister Black, who they're facing in the Dusty Rhodes Classic, and, of course, the winner will lead into a uh, NXT Tag Championship match. And this is not paraphrasing. They're hoping that they're... I mean, it is a little bit, but yeah, go ahead. They're hoping that <laughs> uh, Alistair and Ricochet are actually going to forget that they exist or have come into their match uh, not having prepared for it. So in a sense, forgetting that they exist. Uh, so that they'll get the upper hand. Because for them... It's not enough that they are pro wrestlers and might have the talent to beat Ricochet and Alistair. They have to hope that Ricochet and Alistair come in so distracted, so overcome with either joy or sadness from their their loss, uh, that that they can sneak out with a victory. That's how confident they are. So in two ways, they buried themselves in, in hoping that they are forgotten and also saying that they don't think they could beat Ricochet and Alistair without this advantage. So, overall, bad promo, uh, terrible voices. I'm sorry. That's just how it works. Um, that's why there's casting and movies right. and there's TV. Um, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's why there's the Drew McIntyres of the world. And, you know, maybe the Forgotten Sons should, you know, uh, be guests on our podcast. So then the five of us can have ridiculous voices. Uh, exactly. You know, I, I, yeah, podcasting you know, is still just, an option uh, I'm just them. cutting a heel promo on our, on our voices. Um, so... Yeah, I, I don't understand this angle. I don't know, you know, you know. we joked about Kona Reeves and he said a catchphrase. That's all you need. Forgotten Son's catchphrase should not be, you know, uh, uh, hopefully you get amnesia and forget to show up to the match. You know, that, what? That's not a gimmick? Where they just, you know, uh, give you a bunch of, th- like a, a list of errands and then you got to finish the errands and then by the end of the list you're like, 
Oh, we were supposed to wrestle today. Like, that's not, that's not a gimmick. I, I don't know. This, nobody buries Forgotten Sons like the Forgotten Sons. Um, I don't know why NXT, which is not live, why they would let this even air. That was irresponsible on their part. Um, I can't believe, well, you know, Shawn Michaels is, you know, producing this show and he just said, A plus guys, beautiful. Um, it's not their fault. Who's working the camera? Who's who's in the editing room? Saying, I, I, unless this was the best that they did. Hopefully, this wasn't take fifty six, and we're just like, fuck it, you know. And they just put it in the can. Uh, <laughs> he, you know what? Here, let's let's just do yeah. this. This is an awful promo. Uh, hopefully, you know they can prove themselves next week. And oh, God. More than likely, Ricochet and Alistair are not going to be fighting for tag team championships. So, hopefully these guys can, you know, give us something to, you know, be impressed by at TakeOver. Um, don't want to put too much more uh, into this, but come on, guys. Don't count Shame on, on those producers. Shame on those producers for putting that out there. Mike, don't, Matt, don't count on it. Don't... don't. Speaking of shame uh, on let's producers, move on to Raw. Matt, let's uh, let's jump on SmackDown. Um, I know we got Raw next, but SmackDown. Oh, wait, I this thought, is... No, we got. Look at the list. Look at the list. I, I changed the list. NXT, then Raw, then SmackDown. Oh Jesus! Oh Jesus! All right, we'll we'll close out with uh, with Kofi then. Matt, I know <laughs> Monday Night Raw, you had a we're coming claymore to Kofi, of everybody. an erection. Just keep on listening. Hey, Matt, you had a claymore of an erection. Um. Drew McIntyre now has swept the shield. He's de- he's pinned Dean Ambrose, pinned Seth Rollins. Uh, he pummeled Roman Reigns, and he also pinned honorary member Kurt Angle. Matt, how many times did you finish from that Claymore? I don't know if it was a in a like the amount of it, times, but it was more of like the. It was just a high quality that, time. Well, it was it was a lengthy one. It was one that lasted for about five minutes. So I I feel totally. like that's yeah. Like when it happened, uh, you know, it kind of progressively got longer. So starting you know with one shield member and just you know progressively increasing. Um, but yeah, that that, that was I, I would say I broke a record of uh, probably for the human race. I wouldn't even say my own record. Many... I definitely destroyed my own record. <laughs> How many Drew McIntyre shirts do you own? Two. Oh. I think you meant to ask how many Dolph Ziggler shirts do I own, which helped selling Drew well, McIntyre to me, which I was cleaning out my drawers um, of clothes the other day. Dolph, Mike, I have Dolph five, Ziggler shirts five are the Kona Reeves segments of Brothers of Discussion. We don't want to talk about all your Dolph Ziggler shirts. Um, <laughs> There's five, everybody. <laughs> Jesus, you have five shirts. <laughs> yeah. Five oh Dolph Ziggler t-shirts. That's a lot. Including Oof. the one I'm wearing right now, which is McIntyre and Ziggler, which I could not have been more excited for this tag team, and now it's over. Was this a warehouse wholesale, uh, or what was going on here? No, this is overtime. This is a Ziggler fan. These are full price. These are... T- these weren't the $12 bonus shirts that I got this week. Uh, these were the $29.99 Dolph Ziggler shirts. Woo! 
Well, Matt, I uh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Your man Matt, he knows how to wait. He can uh, he he shops WWE shop like the best of them. <laughs> I wouldn't under I wouldn't undersell how long I'll wait till a good <laughs> a good sale comes out. You guys wait till I'm WrestleMania. You're gonna be seeing fifty percent off on those T-shirts that night. <laughs> yeah, the Royal Rumble shirts were on sale. They were like twelve or fifteen bucks. Um, yep. By the way, when are they gonna it's have coming, a heavy folks. machinery Any shirt? Hold on. What do I got? Who do I gotta kill? That's all I want. It doesn't uh, even have to look cool. Just more... the words "heavy machinery" on the shirt. Yeah, there's there's a few tag teams you're gonna have to murder so that heavy machinery becomes more of a staple in the show. So that that's literally what has to happen because uh, that's not that's not coming. But back to Drew McIntyre, Mike. It looks like Drew's going to be facing Damn. Roman Reigns, and uh, my my excitement wasn't just him him beating him, but you know now now I'm the only person in the world that thinks that Drew McIntyre needs this win more than more than Joe, if I'll put it that way, uh, more than Ooh. Roman Reigns. Um, I, Roman will be fine, and you can build a great story on him like, ah, shucks, I just can't get a win. If Drew loses to Roman, I mean, it's it's gone. It's all gone at WrestleMania. Eh. I mean, until nah. until he goes weeks and then months of taking out the Shield again, nah. or whomever. He already, nah, he's you've got, got, he, you've he immediately cleans, got he, your he Seth clean, Rollins... What we clean swept the whole Just shield. Talk, go. I, I, he's not a lot of people could say they pinned you know all of them, including Kurt Angle. So uh, I think what we're looking at is you know let Drew and Roman feud for a little while, and then uh, you know by the time that feud is wrapping up, you know Uncle Drew can uh, he can go gunning for that Raw Men's Championship that is you mean the snugly universal? around the waist yeah. of Seth Rollins. Hmm, maybe. I I think hmm. Drew's gonna look better with a red belt than Seth will, but you know who am I? Well, there's no arguing that Drew's physique, you know, it, it really goes well with a lot of colors. Um, but you know he's also gonna be feeling a little bit of Superman punching uh, come WrestleMania, and uh, he's probably gonna feel you know a little bit of a spear after his his ears are serenaded by the sweet sounds of an ooh ah compliments of roman reigns matt uncle drew is he's going down the big mac is not winning at mania um with you saying that mike the only thing i can respond with yes is what is your malfunction <laughs> michael <laughs> <laughs> What a great transition. Know, Let's talk about Batista's dumb promo. I know you're I know you're listening to my opinion and you're ignoring it, and instead you're calling up Vince McMahon and saying, Give me what I want! Give me what give me what I want! But it's not gonna happen, my friend. Um yeah, let's uh because Uncle Drew, we just he's he's got this on his belt. This is his gauntlet match victory, basically. Hey, hey I transitioned. But, uh, we're we're in a new topic. <laughs> Matt, I know you're very excited about the Scarface like promo of Batista. Uh, rumor has it he cut that promo in a throne in his own home. Uh, Matt, hot tag, how glorious life does Batista live? Uh, there's, Mike, that... <laughs> 
that that was not his house. There's no way he just has curtains up. I on checked. A wall I checked from, my. From uh, I checked my sources. Um, it was Batista yeah. Lane, one two three, Animal Lane, uh, Cross Street there of Animal and Batista Lane. That was his real house. Matt, hot tag. You're wrong. Okay. Well, I mean, I, if that's the truth, then I need to start changing how my home looks and start putting up <laughs> curtains just on walls and have those curtains lead to nothing. Um, <laughs> I mean, that, my apartment if, leads to nothing. Let me tell you. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's a different meaning. But, Matt, uh, you know, this is why it's the Brothers of Discussion. I think it's his real house. Uh, it leads into a pit of despair uh where he walks alone um but you believe that this was some staged event and not um a pit of danger you know (laughs) hot tag which one of our descriptions sounds more like his entrance theme oh uh i guess yours yeah well i will take the victory thank you um moving on Kurt Angle announced his retirement match at WrestleMania. Matt, it's going to st- Baron Corbin. Now, everybody poop their pampers because they wanted John Cena in there. But, uh, Matt, this is the brothers of discussion, all right? So we want to try and give both sides of the argument, obviously, poetically. You know, uh, Cena opened his career against Angle. Wouldn't it be fitting? If Cena closed Angle's career, hmm, yes. But this is also the place, the wrestling internet community, where all we do is piss and moan that these old fogies get spots that could have been going to young guys. And Barrett Corbin, he's a young guy. He's good looking, right? He's got those snappy uh, vests and uh, a freshly chromed dome, if you will. Uh, Matt, where do you stand in this argument? Um, as far as the poetic full circle coming to completion or giving this rub to a younger wrestler? Matt, where do you stand? Hot tag. Uh, I think, well, yeah, the first thing you mentioned I want to touch on was, uh, everybody getting, you know, in a tizzy about this. I, I think it is a swerve. I, I can't believe that Kurt Angle would end it on on Baron Corbin, uh, and that that could be served on the match, you know, the night before WrestleMania. I I, I think this is still going to end as as John Cena, and I I think what they're doing is just building up this, you know, they want to have another huge reaction, and they want to wake everybody up while we're watching 17 hours of WrestleMania in a couple weekends. So it's. <laughs> It might even be something too, where Baron Corbin comes out, and then we get a you know we get a run in, and then we get an actual match, which uh, still kind of an injustice to Kurt Angle's entire career. But uh, you know <laughs> you, you see the likes of like uh, Gail Kim is is tweeting about what a travesty it is. Uh, no offense to Baron Corbin, but this you know Kurt Angle deserves more. We can't forget. <laughs> I hope Baron Corbin Kurt Angle, doesn't have a Twitter. <laughs> hey well we can't forget yeah right he just tweets back oh um we can't forget that kurt angle can't look my up. heart hurts okay people what what sorry kurt angle i was working on my up, uh, <laughs> simpsons his, impression his neck his neck moves like a tim burton batman oh 
we can't waste like top talent on a Kurt Angle match. And I'm sorry, but Kurt Angle's had a pretty good run for a guy who signed with WWE and we were all told he's not going to fight. Like he was just signed as a manager and he still got in the ring and it was great. It was fun. Yep. Wasn't it Mike? It was fun, but I had fun. If, like if, if the John Cena stuff doesn't happen, if there isn't another person to come out and fight Kurt Angle, I mean, we also come back to this roster being so loaded. And how many times have we mentioned now in this episode that there's 17 matches scheduled to be on WrestleMania this year? All right. Where else does Baron Corbin go? You know, it's just... I think he can just... That's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to land on and end with. I think Corbin, he might just eat an AA, um, you know, up on the ramp. And then Cena will cut a promo about... You know this. This is a this is a fitting spot, I think, for you and I to do the last dance here. Um, uh, yeah, no, it might even it might it. even be some. It might even be something where you know maybe Corbin cheats and Cena intervenes, and then Kurt Angle still bravely decides to have a last match, um, just so that Kurt Angle's at a disadvantage because of Corbin. You know, there's a couple different ways to write it, um, but I think. One of your first statements is is right on the money. I think this is just supposed to get you to grind your molars. Um, you hate this Corbin storyline even more. You hate Corbin even more. Um, and then yeah. you you know you you don't want you don't want the announcement. You know, four months ago that Cena's gonna retire Kurt Angle, because um, then we're then it's just you're just looking at the clock waiting for it to be over. Instead, this is this is you're gonna get a big payoff. You're gonna get a big pop, um, and. You know, WrestleMania is about making the you know the the fantasies and the dreams come true, the dream matches. So, it's not about you know giving it to you you know eight months in advance. I'm I'm okay with where the story go- line is going. The only fun thing is going to be if the day after we're talking about Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin just having a standard one-on-one match uh, that Baron Corbin wins. Um, <laughs> if that's what happens. <laughs> I think we'll all be a little surprised. Um, Matt, in that scenario, <laughs> WWE will have truly given us the middle finger. Um, I don't think that's what's going to happen, and I think I would laugh very hard if it did. Uh, but, Matt, if you had one word reaction, if that's what happened, no Cena involvement, Matt, one word, sum it up. What comes to your heart at that idea? Okay. Goodbye. All right. Well, <laughs> that's Monday Night Raw. Um, the only, the only other little, we'll call it a raw tidbit, if you will. Uh, no way, Jose's still employed, apparently. And uh, Matt, as you so articulately put, uh, and I just made up a word. I meant to say articulately, and I said articularly. Uh, no way, Jose. Uh, I thought he looked more like a predator. Uh, Matt, you said he went full on Super Saiyan. Uh, why did we reboot a jobber into a jobber with a different haircut? Oh, and I, it's also Super Saiyan cheap pop, uh, because he's also wearing the Chicago Cubs t-shirt. I, Uh, Mike, I, I I don't know. This isn't going to turn into anything. I, I was, I was going to try and jump on the transition and just skip over stupid Jose, but. He needs to tag team with Eric Bugenhagen, I think, um. And they can, you know, musically serenade the crowd. Um, 
you know, for years to come and go down in history as one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Matt, let's get into SmackDown Live. Arguably the hottest show in WWE, even, well, not NXT hot, but, you know, between SmackDown and Raw, probably the number one show. Matt, Kofi Kingston, this week, booked. He had to go through Sheamus, Cesaro, Rowan, Samoa Joe, and... Bob Orton's forgotten son, Randy Orton, to get a chance to fight Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. And Matt, God be damned, Kofi beat all of them. And then Vince threw a wrench at us and said he also got to beat the planet's champion, Daniel Bryan. And Kofi lost. Matt, now in the show notes... I personally wrote, I'm a fan of this storyline. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw it at you. How did you feel about this outcome, about Vince stomping out and throwing one more obstacle Kofi's way? How do you feel? Well, I want to I, I wanna say one quick thing uh, that was my favorite uh, tweet or tweet Twitter conversation was uh, somebody that follows us, and that's how I saw it, or we, you know, we mutually follow each other. Uh they they were quote tweeting somebody else's tweet i don't know i don't know who they were but they were answering a tweet that said smackdown is the a plus show why aren't we all saying this and the response from the person we follow and follows us was and i i'm sorry i wish i could just say what their handle was it was it was fantastic but they just said we've been saying this for 3 years now where have you been but this this is part of that reason. Like this is why SmackDown is so much better. Is um, I don't know. I think I think it's something where they're they're just more willing to take chances. Like Kofi Kingston just starts to get cheered in a pay per view, so they're like, okay, let's change all of WrestleMania's bookings to just follow this guy who's hot right now. And it's very rare that the WWE does do a, a full turn on a, a guy who's just hot right now. So he gets that chance at Elimination Chamber. Looks great. Um, they continue to build up the storyline going into Fastlane that everything's just not working for Kofi. And now here we are at SmackDown where Vince McMahon a week before says, sure, you can be in the WrestleMania main event if you take down all these guys. Um, and, I, I, you know, the the ending to this, like, well, let's let's play this story. Let's play it out. Let's say he has the five matches in the gauntlet and he pins Randy Orton credits roll. I mean, are you jumping out of your seat? Or are you just like, well, yeah, good. All right. <laughs> As it should. You know, like, I don't, I don't think exactly, anybody's jumping out of their seat. Yep. This is exactly that, you know, the same thing they're doing with Becky Lynch. Uh, the same thing we just alluded to with Kurt Angle. Like, it's okay. We don't need that immediate. Um, yeah. Uh, like that immediate satisfaction won't be as good. Um, Payoff, yeah. You know, it's yeah, exact. It, beautiful. Thank you. It's you know, like getting fast food, or do you want you know a, a home cooked, you know, steak? You know, you, you want something high quality. Well, something. I mean, <laughs> fast food. I don't know what you're talking about. Obviously, you want a cheesy gordita. You want a cheesy gordita crunch every single day. So, you know that's why so we what, have what you're saying heavy machinery is, matches, right? Uh, do you want <laughs> Do you want to just make a steak at home, or do you want to get in the car 
Travel to Or do you want to go for an adventure? Bring it all the way back. Sit in a drive-through. <laughs> yeah. Get a cool cup and green green colored soda pop that's Baja Blast. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you earn and not a just a gordita or a crunchy gordita, but a cheesy gordita crunch with green soda. Blast. Boom. Yeah. And you're in your car. Or do you want to go home and have a steak? Mm. <laughs> Me. Uh, anyway, I I just gotta like that was I, I I'm trying to get voiceover work for Facebook, Taco Bell, but go ahead. Our Facebook message to the the uh, <laughs> WWE fans was uh, for the sake of drama, Mike. It had to be done, and and I I just you know when I'm watching wrestling. You can feel it, you know, like I get excited and I start thinking about like what the next storyline was going to be or what's going to happen next. Or or if, you know, right now I can't like we know what the end game is, but I like that we're kind of doing the underwear gnomes from South Park where it's like Kofi gets built up, you know, Kofi makes it to WrestleMania is part C, you know, and it's an ABC sort of formula here. We don't know what B is yet. And I, I we're in the middle of it. But what's going to lead into B? And I just love that now, you know, everybody that was mad yesterday about SmackDown, now they're all sitting there going, oh, man, is, is Big E going to turn? Is, is Kofi going to turn? Are the whole New Day, are they breaking up? Like, are, are they all quitting? Oh, what's Are they all going happen? to AEW? Yeah, they're all going to AEW you know, now. Where would I put my, my gif of that camera zooming in on Cody Rhodes? I thought you were going to say, where'd I put my tinfoil hat? <laughs> <laughs> With this, I can figure out exactly who's going to AEW next. You know what we need to do? We need to edit that stupid gif and then cover Cody's face with a tinfoil hat. That's what we should do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I hate that so much. Every time somebody does a Twitter post from WWE and it's just like a little bit of passive-aggressive attitude... Here's my Cody Rhodes. It's, you know, this is, there's a lot of works out there, you guys. It's, it's okay. You know, um, well, I think they're working, they're working, you know, it's, I think it's, uh, oh man, I'm being double work. I think there's, damn it. Yeah. I think there's people that are just playfully posting that now just as like a, well, there's a post out there. Time to sign into Twitter and post a Cody Rhodes gift. Time to troll um, these bros yeah, of discussion tweets. But yeah. Uh, this this storyline is great. And then, Mike, I think you want to talk about Big E and his amazing Twitter oh. post today, which I did have it pulled up, and I thought maybe I could play it, but now it's it's already started. Yeah, it's... Uh, you want to see if I can try and play it? It's this? just a couple minutes of him on Skype, um, and he's just kind of giving his... Kind of, a, kind of pouring his heart out, um, his opinions on, you know, what it takes to really succeed at WWE. Yeah. Um, what I, you know, it's not a generic promo because what's really exciting about what he's saying is that it's, it's harping on things that we've written blog posts about things we've talked about on the show seemingly every other week. And Biggie doesn't quite say it, but he's definitely alluding to the way it feels like black wrestlers have a ceiling, uh, that they have a glass ceiling that they can't overcome, uh, that you can, you're allowed to be on the mountain, but you're not allowed to be at the top of the mountain. And it feels like it's a, a systematic um, limitation that it doesn't have to do 
with an individual's talent or workload that the powers that be that you know allow these decisions to go through they are consciously choosing to limit uh your um you know your your popularity your championship tallies um especially when it comes to um uh success in the in the in singles matches um biggie doesn't exactly you know say the phrase you know if it uh that you're a black wrestler especially in wwe but it's it's pretty obvious i think when you watch that video what he's trying to get yeah, at and that's what he's saying as as far as um yeah you're, you know, you're how, a how, how, how if you're watching that going like oh man those members of the new day poor biggie just the members of the new day they really get held down don't they no <laughs> um, go ahead <laughs> it's uh no, it you know it's just it's this Twitter is, is turning into a, a fascinating medium for wrestling promos because you know like we were seeing with Ronda, um, what a reaction you can get because you're you're kind of breaking kayfabe but you're obviously still under control by the company. Um, this is also interesting too because if Biggie's allowed to use his Twitter account that has a connection to WWE, it feels like maybe they're finally going to make changes so this is this definitely smells like wwe kind of testing the waters on if there's other people feeling this way like you know when um before the the women's revolution really started getting you know kicking the tires uh you know they were they were kind of posting out there why do we still have this butterfly belt and people are like, yeah, why do we have this stupid butterfly belt? How come the women aren't fighting? Because we know they can fight. And then that kind of got the ball rolling. So what I'm what I'm hoping with this promo is that this is, you know, something you and I can look back at, you know, when we're, we're on episode 169 and say that, you know, Big E was there when they made changes and were finally, you know, not relying on strictly tanned white wrestlers to hold up this company. To you know, to be, you know, um, almost like a superhero role model for those those you know kids and people like us who love wrestling, who love the the medium, the storytelling. You know that we we don't have to rely on one race, you know, to always be you know the champion. These you know, god damn, we got you know three of the better wrestlers in the whole company all under one tag team, and they they don't get a shot. It feels like. And maybe with this promo, we're finally going to start, you know, making changes so that that's not the case anymore. Um, I don't know if I'm reading too yeah, far I'll, into I'll it, Matt. Do you... The I I think with this this promo going out, like if Big E was saying this and it wasn't coupled with the fact that Kofi and we all know he's going over at WrestleMania, which I think now i think that like if Big E was just going out there and posting this I, I i think his job might be in jeopardy because no matter what he thinks he's also calling his company racist um but i think what the wwe is doing here is highlighting that they realize they've done some major damage but they're trying to fix it with the storyline um you know when we pull back and we look at the, the broad scope here so i think yeah I mean, 100%. Like, we've been asking and, you know, 
bringing this up and bringing it to light. But I think with this Twitter post coming out, I think it's finally like, okay, something's going to change because <laughs> I know Beggy and, and Xavier are not leaving, even though we've seen a bunch of posts on uh, Twitter and Facebook of, uh, you know, like the post SmackDown Facebook conversation of Xavier and Big E just saying, we should quit. We should quit. What's the point? What's the point of being here? We should just quit. Those guys aren't going anywhere. Um, right. Obviously. So, you know, there's good news. Good news are coming. And uh, with Kofi, the uh, the sad fact is, Big E, like I said last year, I think he should be a WWE champion or a universal champion. I, I think in the New Day, again, what they're proving right now, which I also think is huge, is that they never need to break up. They could still do, and, and I made this argument last year, and I think I'm happy now that they're proving it, that they could be the New Day and have one guy go for the title and it would work. And it, it is. It's it's actually helping boost all three of them. Um, but to that end, I will still say, and I think we can all agree on this as wrestling fans, as observers, and if we just try to put aside the fact that we all want Kofi to win the title for earning it, I think we all know he's on the mic the absolute worst out of the three of them so <laughs> that's <There's... laughs> that's the truth but i think this bodes well for xavier and biggie going forward where those are the guys last year i was saying oh, i was hoping biggie was going to win money in the bank and i'm still supposed to eat a biggie cake which mike <laughs> that's on you that's not maybe on maybe we'll get that for maybe we'll get that for wrestlemania that'll be our big uh that'll be our end um to the world why don't we we'll, go we'll do we'll like, show you eating a giant biggie cake why don't we do hashtag double or nothing mike <laughs> nobody's using that right double dick cakes uh, yeah i have to eat two cakes if biggie isn't in the money in the bank match this year <laughs> he just has to be in it otherwise i have to eat zero cakes uh no you're eating one biggie cake and then you're gonna eat a second one we're not no, doing double or nothing going... you're getting you're just getting double, double cakes. Double or nothing, folks. Brothers no. of Discussion thought of it first. Uh, we'll say all eating. Hashtag Matt eats two dick cakes. That's what we're doing. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> no. What I what I really want to see is you know how WWE is usually. Oh, I don't want to put this. They're usually like a year and a half behind. You know what I mean? It's like they never watch first-run movies, but, man, when something hits, you know, Hulu, they're like, wow. You know, did you see Black Panther? And it's like, yeah, we saw it. It was nominated for an Oscar. It made, like, you know, a billion dollars. So I feel like somebody in the writer's room is like, man, I just saw Black Panther. We should do something like that. How about we get Goofy? We get him the championship, but... You know, Big E also wants to fight for it. And then we have two black guys fight to be king of our company. Wow. Huh. Okay. Like, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we had some sort of, you know, Black Panther Killmonger storyline um, <laughs> coming up here in the next, you know, uh, you know, they might force, they might force Big E to get a, a series of, um, uh, battle scars on his chest but you know i'm looking forward to that if it means we finally get 
two black wrestlers fighting for the main belt in WWE. That would be really freaking cool. Um, just because, for whatever reason, they they barely get pushed enough to be in the match, let alone, you know, have two of them, respectively, in one match trying to fight for one piece of gold. Matt, I, I hope it comes. I hope that... I hope we're not over-reading what's happening with Big E, what's happening with Kofi. I, I hope these are harbingers. I hope this is a point of, of departure from the norm. I hope. I pray. Wakanda forever. Matt, uh, SmackDown had some other... Let's. Uh, we went to the highs of SmackDown. This That gauntlet match was a monster. Uh, some monster promos for Big E. Uh, Matt... Bailey and Sasha, they are the first women's tag team champions ever. Matt, hot tag, are they also the worst women's tag team champions of all time? Well, they'd have to be, Mike. Um, it's, a, it's the only way that formula can work right now. But uh, let's just say, like, right now, I, uh, as I'm pulling up Twitter, there's still an argument going on about whose fault it was in that botch. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, yes, that that's why I brought this iconics. up. Yes. Yeah, it's still it's still blowing up, and people are arguing about whose fault it was. Obviously, it's all three of their fault. Um, and if you think any different, you're just too big of a fan of one of them. Um, and, and what's funny is the, the reality of that statement that I just made is that I think that Peyton is the least at fault. <laughs> that's probably just a mix of me being a huge fan of hers um yeah it's just did you, re it's this did you horrible uh, retweet the, the clip by the way yes i did okay cool uh so yeah it's retweeted there you go it's on at bod podcast um nice. yeah i'm watching it now so peyton gets thrown against one side of the ropes nobody like Sasha and uh, Bailey do nothing as she runs forward. They both kind of look at each other, and then they throw her against the other ropes, and she comes back, and they do this weird thing where Bailey picks up Sasha, and then Sasha kicks. And all, all I could think was, oh, okay, so now Sasha has no leverage on that kick. Fantastic. What a great move. Um, I, had, I had people tweeting at us uh, where I... You know, somebody said, don't don't blame Peyton. This was all Bailey's uh, fault. And then I said, I, I think it was a team effort. And, and it just kept going, you know, further and further, uh, deeper into the hole of, of people blaming each other. Uh, but then it, it's the Sasha slappies that just get me, where I, I still feel like I'm in the minor minority of, like, um, you know, she's not perfect. I think we can, I think we should all accept that. Uh, but they're, you know, they're blaming it all on Peyton and, uh, and saying that she was supposed to come off the ropes the first time and stop for a move. Mike, I don't know if you've, I, I've never seen this in pro wrestling where someone stops on a dime when being tossed against the ropes. It's called running the ropes. The move is supposed to work into, like it's, it's built off momentum. You don't stop. So that someone can do like a sidewalk slam or something like that. It's always fluid. So, I, you know, I, just... I, I, I keep, I can't, this is, it's just a car wreck. I can't stop looking at it. Uh, yeah, so it's awful. Here's my beef. This is if definitely going to be all over Botchamania. Yeah, everybody gets credit for being a poop 
including Peyton. But I agree that she's uh, third, third most responsible because yeah, if Bailey and Sasha are doing the double team maneuver. Peyton is like, uh, what are you guys going to hit me with? And they just kind of, well, just keep running. We'll think of something. And Bailey kind of haphazardly <laughs> picks up the 80-pound Sasha and then kind of drops her as Peyton runs into her harmless foot. Uh, and then oversells it beautifully. <laughs> um, yeah. This is on the offensive team. I can't, what? You can see Sasha kind of look at Bailey like, oh, yeah, do something. I don't know. I, it just... I never got this feeling of just being uncomfortable when I'm watching, like, Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai. I feel like, oh, there's a fluid tag team with chemistry, and, you know, they have double team maneuvers that look like they're, you know, uh, practiced. Um, they look like they, you know, would hurt the opponent. And this every week it feels like we're seeing a new what the fuck is happening <laughs> this, um and it's weird because i feel honestly honestly that when we used to watch bailey main event for the women in nxt like i look forward to those matches i i really liked watching her against um you know like the nia jaxes of the world uh you know when she had to give over her belt to asuka um i like I, those were legitimate legitimately well-executed matches and it when she had her brief run with the belt i feel like she's getting good pops you know she has her elbow drop i think people are into that but man ever since they won the tag team belts and this i feel like it's just been one oops after another uh <laughs> i can't man it's hard to focus because i can't stop watching this video clip uh this this should be our pinned post, I think. Just 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 a comment, like please explain this to us. We'll wait. <laughs> I don't know what okay. happened. That's, that's um, you know what? Be somebody else's post. <laughs> the other thing too is um, every promo they've cut has been underwhelming, uh, where they're either not sounding excited about being champions, they're underselling all the divisions. Um, you know, they're mispronouncing what the belts are even called. Um, and these are supposed to be the people who, you know, are carrying this, the whole division, for the first time in its existence. And it, it, oof, God. It just makes me, you know, kind of cringe. Um, I know Kyrie and Io, you know, don't speak wonderful English. I don't think they would do what just happened. Good Lord. <laughs> Matt, I want to move on, but I just can't stop staring at this video. Um, Bailey and Sasha, God, I know what you've done for this company. I know what you've done for women's wrestling, but, man, are you trying to set it back? This is a horrible video clip. Matt, okay, we got to move on. We got to move on. Let's talk about something awesome. Awesome. No. The Miz cut we're the up, promo of a... That's it? Nailed it. All right. Can I just it. say The Miz had a great promo? Oh, yeah, it was, it was good. Um, I don't know. I, I'm that. I guess that's it. No, I'm just gonna say that you know I was not looking forward to this match until this promo. So now I want to see the Miz really? uh, get his heroes welcome, uh, defeat Vin, uh, Shane McMahon, and uh, triumph over evil. So Miz, bravo, sir. Matt, are we pushing an hour and a half again? Ah, hour fifteen. Yeah, okay. we always do. 
You know, we still haven't talked enough about Kona Reeves. Matt, what's your favorite Kona Reeves match of all time? It's, uh, oh, look at the time. That's, uh, go to bodpodcast.com, oh, brothersofdiscussion.com, or at bodpodcast to find your favorite brothers of discussion talking all things pro wrestling as soon as there's something more interesting than the WWE to talk about. We will do it. Um, <laughs> to that end. So that's it. We are at <laughs> brothersofdiscussion.com, bodpodcast.com, and very soon, konareeves.com. Um, Matt, always a pleasure to talk Kona Reeves with you. Uh, it will be a new podcast we're going to start next week. Uh, the Kona Reeves Original Brothers of Discussion.com. And, uh, Matt, I think that's a wrap. We are getting close to WrestleMania and uh, the big NXT TakeOver weekend. Very excited. <laughs> Very excited. I, I'm Very excited. Nice. You know, that's, uh, that's why we got into broadcasting. So Opinions excited. like that. Yes. Uh, Matt, the new fickle is injustice. And that opinion was an injustice to what we do here. Okay. Well, yep. thank you for enjoying this <laughs> WrestleMania 2 uh, episode. Um, I am Michael, and Matthew is my brother Matthew. Goodbye! Thanks, everybody. Bye.